Welcome to this week's episode of the NACF Podcast. We thank you for joining us. And on today's episode, we have Senior Pastor Nida M. Parson. Can you stay when times get tough? Can you stay when times get hard? When times get difficult? How is your Christian foundationship in times of turbulence? You have to make up your mind and decide that no matter how hard it gets, what I commit to, my family, my walk with Christ, my responsibilities, that I'm not going anywhere. Just a sweet praise in the house. Lord, we worship. Lord, we worship you. I love him, I love him, I love him. bless you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Amen. Thank God for you all being here today and to everybody listening on live stream. We thank God for the word of the Lord. Amen. I'd like to say a happy anniversary to my husband. Tomorrow will be five years. Tomorrow we thank God for him putting up with living with a pastor. Amen. It's not an easy task. Um, we thank God. Uh, also, it's Coaches Sunday. Where are my coaches? Coaches, wave at me. Amen. These are those who have taken on the honor and the decision to make disciples and to coach somebody, to teach someone how to do what they have learned or to teach them what they know. And so we honor you. We want you to get ready for our next uh, coaches section, which is June 25th. And we're going to treat you real nice and train you up real good and love on you. And that's also including our head coaches, those that uh, take this one step further and lead our community groups. Where our community groups leads, wave at me. Amen. Appreciate you all so much. And so we have a, a word that just is for our coaches as well as everyone else. Uh, make sure that you keep contact with uh, your Head coach, Sister Liz, amen, is the one that is leading our coaches at Aliante, doing an uh, excellent job, amen. Took something off my plate, and that's always uh, excellent. 
for me. So uh, thanks, coaches, for being here today and those who couldn't be here. Let's listen to this word. Every word we get, especially on third Sunday, is going to help you more and more connect with the people that you are coaching. So let's go into the word of God. John chapter 6, verse 53 through 57, and then we're going to verse 60, and then verse 66 through 69. In the New International Version, it will be there for you on the screen as we stand in reverence to the reading of the word of God. Amen. Let's read together. Jesus said to them, very truly I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life and I will raise them up at the last day. For my flesh is real food, and my blood is real drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in them. Just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so the one who feeds on me will live because of me. Verse 60. On hearing it, many of his disciples said, this is a hard teaching. Who can accept it? Verse 66. From this time, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. You do not want to leave too, do you? Jesus asked the 12. Simon Peter answered, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and to know that you are the Holy One of God. Our topic this afternoon is, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. Um. We, we are in a, a year, and our theme of the year is to level up. And I don't know about you, but I feel like I'm leveling up. And we've been looking at the five purposes of the church. The five purposes of New Antioch are worship, evangelism, fellowship, discipleship, and ministry. That's what we do here. You ought to know it by heart by now. We do worship evangelism, fellowship, discipleship, and ministry. And we do all that within a certain culture. And the four cultures that we cultivate here at New Antioch are that we love, we lead, we pray, and we give. We love, we lead, we pray, we give. So, so far this year, we've leveled up evangelism. And then we leveled up our giving, had a good rally. And this month, we're going to level up fellowship. We're going to, you need to level up your fellowship. God wants a family. God wants a relationship. God commands that we love him first and then love our neighbors as ourselves. That is fellowship. It is what we were born again to do. We are commanded to fellowship, to interact and to communicate and to love and to support one another. We are known as Christians by 
by the way we love one another. That phrase one another is used a hundred times in the New Testament. The New Testament alone and 59 of those times is specific to commands that teach us how and how not to relate to one another. So obedience to the command of fellowship is imperative. All of those uh, uh, one another uh, uh, commands is imperative. It's not just a suggestion. It's imperative. It's a command. If you are going to please the Lord, you're going to have to learn how to deal with me. And if I'm going to please the Lord, I'm going to have to learn how to deal with you. Because God expects us to be a family and he expects you to be part of it. God expects us to be a family and he expects you to be part of it. God expects us to be a family and he expects you to be part of it. It's imperative. It's, it, 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 all of you, all of you have to be part of the family. No man is an island. There is no lone ranger in the kingdom of God. That I don't really, I don't really mess with people like that. It's not a phrase in the kingdom of God. It don't exist. We don't even have a language for that in the kingdom of God. Because we do people. We do community. We do family up in here. This is a fellowship. It's in our name. We say it all the time. This is New Antioch Christian Fellowship. We are a fellowship. I'm not just a believer. I'm a belonger. Tell somebody I'm not just a believer. I'm a belonger. You belong to a family. The word is fellowship. It's a Greek word, koinonia, which means common life, joint participation. It's sharing. It's intimacy. It's a jointly contributed gift. So I like settling on that definition. Fellowship is common life. Fellowship is common life. Amen. Fellowship is common life. We have a common life with the Holy Spirit. It's called the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. That means me and the Holy Spirit, we walk together. We move together. We eat together. We pray together. You're not supposed to just be praying. You're supposed to be praying with the Holy Spirit. We participate together. We minister together. We love together. That's why you can love everybody because you're loving with the Holy Spirit. And we give together. You say, Holy Spirit, what are we giving today? And the Holy Spirit said, I think we're giving $50 today. We give together. We're not supposed to do anything apart from the Holy Spirit because us and the Holy Spirit are to develop this common life. It's called the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. But the same fellowship is required in our human relationships. Marriage is a fellowship. Everybody want to run and get married and then not fellowship. Marriage is a fellowship. It's a common life. Your natural family is a group of people who are living a common life. Your church family is a group of people who are living, we're doing life together. It's a common life. And then our job is to constantly add people into that fellowship. That, that once, that, you know, we are, we're the, 
the kind of folk that always have extra people in the family. We got cousins we're not kin to. But can't tell nobody that's not my cousin. We got aunties. We got big mamas. We got god mamas. We got uncles. That there's a what? But part of that living life together, we add people to the family. And so all of us, all of us at least in Vegas, went to school with people that was our cousin that wasn't our cousin. And the church family is supposed to be the same way. We're doing life together, and then our responsibility is to keep adding people to the family, including Bruno. As we learned two weeks ago, the community Bruno, the family Bruno, the church Bruno, and the Bruno that's in you. <clears throat> so we're going to level up fellowship. Everybody say level up fellowship. So in our text, our text comes from John chapter 6. And in John chapter 6, Jesus is beginning to see those who are truly believers and those who are just hanging out for the miracles. Those who were serious about being with him and those who were just curious about the latest happening thing. So the Bible says at the beginning of chapter 6 the, that a great multitude followed him. And the Bible was very uh, specific in why they followed him. It says a great multitude followed him because they saw his signs. The signs he performed and the healing of the folks with the diseases and stuff. So all of these people begin to follow him because of what he was doing. They like the miracles. And, and so Jesus looks up one day and he sees this large crowd coming to him. And, and he realizes after a while that they need to eat. So with five loaves of bread and two fish, he feeds around 5,000 men. And that's not even counting the women and children. And after they saw him do that, the people were like, truly, truly, this is the prophet that we've been waiting for. This is the Messiah. And so now it's on. We're ready for this now. They were about to grab Jesus, take him by force, and make him their new king. Jesus had to run. He had to take off. He had to hide because making him the earthly king was really not the plan. So he goes off by himself, and the, the, the disciples go to the other side of the water. Next thing they know, they're looking up. Here Jesus is walking on the water, and he gets to the other side. And the folk found him. They came around the lake and found him again. Jesus, just tell us what to do. We are with you. Come on, show us another sign. Show us another sign. We'll believe you and we'll follow you. And they start talking about signs like the, about the bread that God sent from heaven back in Moses' time. And they start talking about man and stuff. So Jesus said, all right, let me tell them the real deal. He says, I am the bread of life. He says, I am the living bread. If anyone eats of this bread right here, he will live forever. And then Jesus starts breaking down the real truth about why he's, he's here. He said, the bread that I shall give is my flesh. Moses was called manna down, but this, this new bread, uh -uh, I'm the new bread that came from heaven. And the bread I'm giving is my flesh. He said, I give it for the life of the world. And he really begins to talk to them about the crucifixion, but he does it kind of symbolically. He takes them back to the Passover festival 
where the Jews would, would celebrate their leaving of Egypt when the death angel came and passed over them. And then it took the firstborn sons of all the Egyptians. And then they said, hurry up and get those people out of here. And so they would commemorate with, it during the, with this feast. And the feast was called the Passover. And they would drink wine to remember that they had to put the blood of the lamb on the doorpost. And then they would eat unleavened bread because they left Egypt so quickly that the bread didn't have a chance to rise and and so he's saying to them for you to be in full fellowship with me if you really want to be with me look you're gonna have to eat of my flesh that's your bread you gonna have to drink of my blood that's your life now that doesn't sound crazy to us because we take communion but this is before the crucifixion and so, but, but he's taking them to the Passover. He's trying to tell them what the real deal is. He says, very truly, I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I'm going to raise him up with me on the last day. He's describing what fellowship with him is all about, what common life with him is all about. That's why we call it communion. It's a, a, with union. That's what the common life with him is about, what it really means to be be intimate with him. He said, my flesh is real food and my blood is real drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood will remain in me. In other words, we'll have fellowship and I'll be in them. We'll have a common life. We'll have fellowship together. He says, just like the living father has sent me, I live because of the father. Whoever feeds on me, he says, so the one who feeds on me will live because of me. Now, let me park here. The one who feeds on me will live. Somebody say, binge Jesus. Got to binge Jesus. Now, I've been trying to get everybody to, to uh, do this app called The Chosen. Download it. It's free. It's called The Chosen. It's about how Jesus chose his disciples and the other people that travel with him. And there's a guy... Um, that, that put the whole thing together, the producer and the writer, his name is Dallas Jenkins. Country name. Dallas Jenkins. You, you know, you got, you got to be from the South, your name, Dallas Jenkins. And, and Dallas Jenkins, when he comes at the end, if anybody's noticed, his shirt says, Binge Jesus. Now, I'm sure it's because the new thing is to binge show after show after show. And so, uh, he, instead of Binging whatever people were binging, he wanted them to binge Jesus, but 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 hold that binge Jesus. And so I've been struggling with my eating habits again. Uh -huh. I know I got some friends in the house. Um, and and I really wrote the book on it. It's called I Don't Know How to Stop for Anything That <laughs> That You're Binging On um, and You Don't Know How to Stop. And the book is actually more of a manual. I brought, I brought some copies today of someone who doesn't have it, uh, $10. Um, it's more of a manual that you kind of have to keep going back to because this thing works because it's all the word of God. It works if you work it. But every now and then when you find yourself slipping, you need to go back to the book again and see what am I not doing. So, so when I get off, I realize I'm off. I go back to the book and say, what am I not doing? Now, usually I'll find it, Sharonda, in, in, chapters, in chapters three and four, uh, connection or correction. So there, there are five 
things in the book, you have to have conviction, conversion, connection, correction, and then conclusion. And so uh, I usually know the issue is either in connection or correction. So I get to correction and say, what, what do I need to do? God, I, what do I need? I've already given up beef. I've given up pork. I'm giving that pork. I miss that pork. But I'm giving up beef. I've given up pork. I don't drink soda. I don't do fast food. I've given up these all these things. And um, and he said, the correction at this point is you don't have to give up. I said, Lord, what else I need to give up? He said, you don't have to give up anything else. He said, add water. Amen. Uh, add water. But when it got to the connection part. I had an issue with my connection, too. When my connection with the Holy Spirit is off, then my flesh kind of kicks up like everybody else, right? And, and with the connection part, he said, binge Jesus. Add water, binge Jesus. And I might be able to get in that dress by the time we get to the gala. I'm trying, I'm trying to get in that dress for the gala. And, and, and Lord, what I need to do, add water. Binge Jesus. Because I've been going on these crazy binges. They don't even make sense because I don't even eat like that. But I've been going on these crazy binges. But he's saying to stop those binges, you need to binge Jesus. Binge Jesus. And that's what Jesus was telling them. Feed on me. You got to feed on me. You got to be in fellowship with me. You got to live on me. You got to live in me. You got to let me live in you. You have to consume me. We have a common life. You need to feed on me. Let me be your daily bread. Binge Jesus. The old folks said it like this, Rev. Jesus in the morning. Jesus in the noonday. Jesus when the sun go down. Somebody say, binge Jesus. And so Jesus begins to tell them they must level up their fellowship with him. But it sounded weird. Sounded strange. He went off on the deep end with that one. Talking about eating his flesh and drinking his blood. And I was with you a minute ago, but now you... You lost me there, God, right? You, you lost me there. They said, this is a hard saying. I, I don't get what you're talking about. This is a little bit too much. We don't understand. This is not what we expected from the Messiah. What you talking about, Jesus? And they begin to leave him. The crowd begins to dwindle. And Jesus looks around at the 12 and he says, you do not want to leave too, do you? I like it in some of the other translations. Will ye also go away? Or do you also want to go away? Are you also going to leave? And I feel Jesus in these words. I, I, sometimes you get a glimpse of the humanness of Jesus. And I feel him in his word. I can feel Jesus. Everybody's leaving now that they know the real deal. And he looks at those he loves the most. Y'all y'all going to leave me too? Y'all want to go too? I feel... Uh, the dread of betrayal, because he knows betrayal is coming. I, and I feel the dread of betrayal in his words. Are y'all going to leave me too? I can feel the anticipation of abandonment. 
He knows it's coming. So y'all going to leave me? Too. I can also feel the desperation of loving someone who doesn't love you. Are you going to leave me too? You are, we are living in a post-Christian nation. It is getting harder and harder to be a Christian in the United States. We're being accused and we're being hated and we're being judged. And in many places in the world, we're being persecuted and we're being eliminated. And if this thing gets hard, are you going to leave too? People are leaving fellowship. They're leaving fellowship with Christ, fellowship with the church. They're leaving because they were hurt. That old thing we like to call church hurt. Or preacher say it's not church hurt. It's just hurt that happened at church. <laughs> the same stuff that happened over there. It's just, it just where it's happened. But people are leaving because they were hurt. People are leaving because they don't want to give up their sin. They don't want to give it up, so they break fellowship. People are leaving because something happened in their life that they think God should not have allowed to happen. People are leaving because they can't come overcome a personal battle. But really, mostly, people are leaving because they love something or someone else more than they love God. You left because you loved this more than you loved him. But what about you? What about you this afternoon? As this country pulls further and further away from Jesus, are you going to leave too? I'm talking to somebody today who has been contemplating leaving. I'm talking to somebody who has been contemplating leaving Jesus. But I'm talking to somebody else that's been contemplating leaving your marriage. I'm talking to someone who's about done with their family. Your family's getting on your last nerve. And, you know, Cousin Bruno and Bebe's kids. And Some of you are contemplating leaving your church. Some of you listening right now are home now because you're contemplating leaving your church. Some people are contemplating leaving fellowship alone. I'm just not going to deal with people. I'm going to just draw more and more into myself. Some of you are just drawing more and more into yourself and further and further away from people. You're disappointed. You're heartbroken. Or maybe it's just hard because people are hard. We all have to answer this question at some point. Do you want to leave too? Are you going to leave too? Thank God for old Simon Peter. Simon Peter, he's going to speak up before he think about it. And Simon Peter had the right thing to say this time. He said, Lord, to whom shall we go? You're the one that has the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and to know that you are the Holy One of God. We believe and we know this is for the believers. Fellowship is for the believers. Not only do we believe, but at this point we know. Can you declare today, Lord Jesus, I not only 
believe, but I know. I know who you are. I know you're a way maker. I know you're a heart fixer. I know you're a mind regulator. I know, God, you made a way out of no way. I know that you're a provider. I know you've been mighty good to me. I know that you're real. I know that this couldn't have happened if it wasn't for God who was on my side. Not only do I believe, but I know, and I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. As we level up our fellowship, we want to answer this question once and for all. No, I'm not going anywhere. So we see that, that fellowship requires commitment. Commitment to what? To the good. You make a commitment to the good. There's nothing wrong with that. It might sound weird to people. No, you make a commitment to the good. Nothing wrong with that, especially in marriage. You, you're committing to the good because you think this thing going to be good, right? Your church choice or, or your friend choice, you commit to it because you see that it's good, because you see that there's value in it. Who commits to a relationship that was bad from the beginning? You got a toe up ugly relationship, but who going to commit to something that's bad from the beginning? I can do bad all by myself. So we commit to what we believe is good for us. We, could co we commit to what we believe is right for us. They committed to Jesus because he went about doing good. Uh, they, they, we commit knowing that there's going to be some bad in it, but we believe that, there's that the bad is never going to outweigh the good, that the bad's not going to outnumber the good. I'm not going anywhere because this is good. This, this Christian life is good. This walking with Jesus is good. I'm not going anywhere. This is good all things are going to work together for my good he who has begun a good work in me I commit because I trust that this is going to be good we commit to the good but fellowship also requires loyalty and that's when it gets bad you commit to the good but you're loyal when it's bad you stay in fellowship even when it gets bad, that's called loyalty. That group that left Jesus was in it for the good, but not so, for the, not so much for the bad. They didn't stay loyal. When he started talking things that they didn't understand, they was out. And if you're going to be in fellowship, you need to learn how to be loyal. If you're going to be in marriage, if you're going to fellowship in your marriage, you need to learn how to be loyal. In your family, you need to learn how to be loyal. In your church, you need to learn how to be loyal. And especially if you're going to fellowship with Jesus, you need to learn how to be loyal. You don't drop me when it gets bad. You don't drop me when it gets tough. You don't drop me when it gets confusing. You don't drop me when it gets challenging. If we are in fellowship, you have to commit in the good and be loyal in the bad. If you roll with me today and throw me under the bus tomorrow, you are not loyal. If you come to this church every Sunday and then talk bad about us every Monday, you are not loyal. If you love Jesus when you're getting paid, but you dip back into sin when your money gets tight, then you are not loyal. Fellowship requires commitment and loyalty to the good and the bad. And then fellowship requires unconditional love. 
You need unconditional love when it's ugly. Most of all them disciples left when it got ugly. They were committed to the good. They were loyal through the bad. But some of them didn't make it through the ugly. Because when Jesus was beaten until his torso looked like hamburger meat, it was ugly. When Jesus was on that cross with nails in his hands and feet and his blood is dripping down and his life is leaving him, it was ugly. But unconditional love stays in fellowship even when it gets ugly. Because Jesus had some folk that were at the foot of that cross saying, this is ugly. I don't want to see this, but I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to stay right here at his feet even when it's ugly. And I don't know about you, Jamila, but I thank God that I've been in fellowship with some folk who stayed in the good, in the bad, and the ugly. Ugly because there was sometimes in my life, y'all, it got ugly, but I was in fellowship with somebody that had enough unconditional love for me that they stayed when it got ugly. When it comes to the kingdom of God, when it comes to you, Jesus, I'm not going anywhere. Who's let you know that fellowship requires a decision. This is my decision. I'm not going anywhere. I'm leveling up my fellowship today with a decision. My decision is this. I'm not going anywhere. I make that declaration to my marriage. Terry, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. The... the, the, my life is not threatened. You're not beating me. You don't put his hands on me. And nothing is serious enough happening in this marriage. I'm not telling somebody who is being abused not to go anywhere. But even in that, when you've committed to a person, we, stay in, we might stay in fellowship. I just might can't live in the house with you. But most of you, what's wrong with your marriage is not that you're getting beat up at home and getting shot at. You're just unhappy. And happiness is a choice anyway. I decided a long time ago, I thought I was going to be single all my life anyway. I decided a long time ago, I'm going to be happy single and I'll be happy married because I understand that marriage, that happiness is a choice. I wasn't one of them that ran and got married because I was unhappy. And I just needed, I decided to be happy. Whichever way this thing go. But I, I made a decision to be in a marriage and I'm not going anywhere. I made that declaration to my daughter. And all of you that's my spiritual kids, I'm not going anywhere. You got me for life. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Mama going to be here. Now I'm not saying I'm not going to die and go to heaven, but even when I go to heaven, you're going to feel me here. You're going to feel me. You're going to hear me talking. You gonna, every time you try to do something wrong, I'm going to be right there. I'm not going anywhere. I make that dedication to my church. Yo, I'm not going anywhere. If I, even when I retire, I'm not going anywhere from our fellowship. I'm dedicated to you. 
I have people that might have left our church 10 years ago, but I'm still their pastor because I'm not going anywhere. I have dedicated myself to fellowship. You might go to a different church if you might serve somewhere else, but you got me. When you step foot in New Antioch and said you as a member, I am dedicated to you for as long as there's breath in my body. I'm not going anywhere. You might have another pastor said and you will have another pastor eventually standing here, but you got my phone number. I'm not going anywhere. And I make that declaration to the kingdom. I'm in the kingdom for the duration. I will never leave the kingdom of God. I'm not going anywhere. And I make that declaration to Jesus. Jesus, I'm not going anywhere. I'm committed to the good, I'm loyal in the bad, and I'm unconditionally loving you when it gets ugly. I'm like Peter. Peter said, to whom shall we go? You're the one who has the words of eternal life. It reminds me of one of my favorite scenes in An Officer and a Gentleman. I know some of y'all are too young to remember The Officer and a Gentleman. But there's a guy in there called Sergeant Foley, played by Louis Gossett Jr., he was trying to get the guy named Zach Mayo, played by old fine Richard Gere. That's a fine white boy. Uh, trying to get Richard Gere to, to quit. And so the sergeant, he's abusing him. And he's stretching him. He's challenging him. He's taunting him. He says, I want your D-O-R. I want your D-O-R. D-O-R men dropped on request. You gonna quit. And he said, no, sir, I won't quit. No, sir, I won't quit. And he just went at it. No, sir, I will not quit. No, sir, I won't quit. He said, well, you won't quit. I'll kick you out. He said, don't you do it. Don't you do it. And he breaks down and starts crying. He says, I got nowhere else to go. He said, I got nothing else. And that's me all day long. I'm not going anywhere, Sharonda. I got nowhere else to go. Leave God and go where? Leave the church and do what? Club all weekend and be drunk on Monday morning and sleep around if I don't. Don't nobody want to do that. I don't want to do that. Leave the church and do what? Still kill what? What? Do the, leave the church and do what? I got nothing else. So I'm not going anywhere. I got nowhere else to go. But maybe you do. Maybe that's why you're superficial with your Christian life. Because you got somewhere else to go. Maybe that's why you're a believer but not a belonger. Because you got somewhere else to go. Maybe that's why you're in it for the good but not the bad or the ugly. Maybe that's why you hang out but you don't fellowship. Because you got somewhere else to go. But that's not my story. I'm all in. I got nowhere else to go. David, I got nothing else. Jesus is the very air I breathe. He's my reason. Some days, y'all, he's my only reason. I'm in fellowship with Jesus. I am ready to binge Jesus, and I'm not going anywhere. 
And that's the decision that God is calling for you to declare today as we level up our fellowship. Can we start there? Can you honestly say to Jesus Christ, good, bad, or ugly, I'm not going anywhere. Can you say that? First, let's just, just stay there. I just want to contemplate it because it, it's a commitment. You need to be loyal. It's got to be unconditional. Can you honestly say to Jesus this morning, this is what he really wants. This is what this message is really about. Can you honestly say to Jesus, I'm not going anywhere. Now, just look at me and don't turn around. Can you say that to your spouse? Can you say that to your spouse? Honestly, not if your life is being threatened, of course. But if it's just that y'all don't get along, y'all don't agree. Can you say and make that commitment today? Level up your fellowship. Say, I'm not going anywhere. If anybody leaves, it's going to have to be them. I asked my mom. I want people would ask her, how did you stay married? Uh, for she, uh, My dad died. They had been married 46 years. I said, how do you marry, stay married 46 years? She said, you just stay. You just stay. She had made up her mind. Your daddy might leave me, but I'm not going anywhere. Can you say that to your family? Can you say that to your family? I'm not going anywhere. And can you say that to your church family? Are you in it? And I'm not saying God may not ever pick you up and take you to a, a, another church, but it's the commitment that you make. I'm talking about the church. I'm talking about the unified body of baptized believers. Can you say that to the, your brothers and sisters in Christ? I'm not going anywhere. So I asked God, who do I need to pray for today? And he said, pray for those who need to make a decision about some one of those levels of fellowship. And I know that's a hard altar call to make, but I'm going to make it anyway. Some of you need to make that decision for Christ Jesus. You need to tell Jesus. You've been going back and forth. Sometimes I want to be saved. Sometimes I don't want to be saved. You've been going back and forth. And Jesus is saying, I need you to make a decision today. I'm not going anywhere. Some of you, it's your spouse, it's your marriage. And I know you can't run up here and say, it's my marriage, Pastor. Especially if your spouse is in here with you, but you've been contemplating. You've been thinking. If you need to do that, we'll turn the camera off now. <laughs> it ain't like it don't happen. Y'all know it happens. Y'all know when it gets bad and when it gets ugly. But can you say, today I'm making a decision. God, I need God to help me make a decision so I won't be back and forth about what I'm going to do. I'm just making a decision. God, I believe that this is the person that I'm supposed to be in relationship with. And some of y'all, it's 15, 20 years and, and four kids down the road. Child, please. 
You quit going back and forth. I'm not going anywhere. But some of you have said the level of church families, the level of people that you've been contemplating, kind of pulling back. Tired of being hurt. Tired of, you know, I don't really trust these folk. I've been retreating. And you need to make the decision, whether it's people, whether it's family, whether it's church family, you make the next decision. You know what? I'm not going anywhere. That's who I want to pray for today, for whatever decision at whatever level. Because you're really going to need God to help you stay. <laughs> That's a whole nother preach. I need God to help me stay. Mm. I'm going to have to preach that one day. I need God to help me stay. And he will. If that's you today, whether it's Jesus, church, job, lifestyle, you need God to help you so that you don't retreat. I want to pray for you today. Would you come? Would you come? Anyone need prayer today? For any of those levels or for anything. Anybody need prayer today? God, I need help. There's a lot of reasons that we struggle with staying. Most of them have to do with where we've been and what's been done and said to us. If that's you, please come on. Let's pray for you today. It is his will that every need be supplied. You are important to me. I need you to survive. Come on, let us pray for you today. Come on, we'll wait for you. You are important to me. I need you to Father, in the name of Jesus, you, need you have called your people to commitment today. You've called your people to stop going back and forth today. God, you've called them and you want them to be able to make a decision. But God, I need your help. I need your help. God, in the name of Jesus, help me. Heal me. Change me. Settle it in my life. Settle it in my heart. Give me the strength in the name of Jesus. Yeah. 
be the same. It was my day. God, give me the strength. I shall say, yes, God. I God, yes, God. Yes, God, yes, God. Lord Jesus, I believe in you. Come into my heart. I want to have fellowship with you. Forgive me for anything I've done wrong. Thank you for saving me. 
In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you did that, you're in fellowship. He has walked into your heart, and you're in fellowship right now. And, and if you just put in the comments that you prayed that prayer today, and connect with us. Somebody will see that, and they'll get connected to you. If there's anybody in the room right now that prayed that prayer today for the first time or rededicated yourself today, well, just raise your hand. Just raise your hand where you are. Anyone today? Amen. This was your day of commitment. Amen. And if anybody that wants to be a member, we would love for you to be part of this family. We would, I would love to be your pastor. Pastor Sharonda would love even more to be your pastor. And, uh, <laughs> and we're not going anywhere. And if you would come, we'd love to have you as part of the family. Just put that in those comments. And anybody that's here, you can tell us now. Raise your hand now. We'll get somebody to you. Or on the way out at the information table, say, I'm ready to be a part of this church body. But I want to sing this one more time for somebody that is listening. You may not hear this until next week. You may not hear this until a month from now. But I want you to know that I pray for you. You pray for me. I love you. I need you to survive. We won't harm you with words from my mouth. I love you. I need you to survive. It is his will that every need be supplied. You are for this week we thank God for you we thank God and pray that it was life changing just a few things we want to remind you of next week next Sunday night is our gala celebrating our 20th anniversary uh, of New Antioch Christian Fellowship uh, I believe we might be sold out, but there are some people who have not confirmed that they are coming. If you have not confirmed that you're coming, you need to let us know because I, need, I might need to sell your seat. I have to make sure that we get all 175 sold, and we have made about 30 people out there that we're not sure if you're coming. Uh, and we cannot take that kind of hit. These tickets are $100 a piece. That we can't take a $3,000 hit. So I need to know whether you're coming or not. If you have not confirmed, please confirm that. Or and we're going to try to track you down, especially if you've paid. If you paid already, these are people who have paid, but we don't know that you're coming. Uh, and so we do. Um, uh, and so I might need to hustle this week and sell 30 more seats. So I just need to know that. Um, other than that, it looks like uh, we're just about there. Um, so that is next Sunday. Put on your pretty clothes. Try not to eat too much this week so you can get into that suit and dress. Um, or just buy something else. And come on and enjoy yourself. Amen. Um, so that is next Sunday, right after our So we're going to be rushing out of here so we can get there by 6 p.m. It's at the uh, Queens Ridge at 
the Emerald at Queens Ridge. Uh, it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be a lot of fun. And we want you to come fellowship. The other thing is, as those of you that are graduating, we thank God that uh, Lamia graduated from ASU last week, Arizona State University, with her master's. Tomorrow, Sean is graduating from CSN with his AA degree. And then we have a few of our kids that are graduating uh, high school, holler their names out if uh, I, um, I forget some of them. Oh, Renard. Renard is graduating. Where is he? He's somewhere. Oh, there he's back there. Amen. And Jade and Alexis uh, uh, graduated from Georgetown. Uh, so we're, we need to know, though, your nieces, your nephews, your, your stepkids, your whoever, if they're part of your family, we, your friend, your best friend's child, we want to pray for them and send them off right. Just give us their information. Uh, we just need to pitch one of them on the program. We make it really special for them. In graduation, they just rushed across the stage. But here, we speak to them. Uh, we talk about their, their accomplishments and their plans. And we uh, pray for them. Mainly, we pray for them as we send them off to their next level. So we would love to have them at the baccalaureate service. And that's on the 29th. Now, uh, we also need, um, don't forget the picnic is also on the 30th. We're going to be at Craig Ranch Park. That is for both churches. Fellowship. Level up your fellowship and come out and hang out with your church and bring your family. They may not come to church, but they'll come to a picnic, and then the saints can love on them. And who knows? They might say, I need to be a belonger more than a believer. I also um, want to talk about our 5K Run Walk fundraiser for ACS Community Services for our Counseling Center. Look at this beautiful t-shirt. Don't y'all want this shirt? It's matched. See how the shirt matched the, we, excellence. See how the shirt matched the fly. So we need you to sign up. Let me show y'all on the TV. We need you to sign up for our Run Walk fundraiser. It, what it does is it raises funds for people who don't have insurance and people who need to um, get some mental health treatment, which is all of us. I've had it. There's no shame in it. I've had it, and some of you need it, and you know people who just need to talk some things out. And so we want you to uh, sign up. You can sign up today uh, outside. And uh, it's $35 to be in the run walk. It's going to be early in the morning so that we don't die of heat in Las Vegas. It's from 6.30 a.m. to 8.30. We're going to do 5K walk. And some of you can run. The admission, you get your T-shirt and $35 to be on the run walk. But you may just want to make a donation. Like, I'm not walking nowhere at 6.30 in the morning. And so I'll just make a $50 donation or $75 or $100 donation. And we'll, if you make a donation, we'll give you the shirt. All right. And so you can get those today after service. Amen. I'm going to turn the rest over to uh, Pastor Sharonda for whatever else she wants to share with you. Uh, and we will be dismissed.
That's an amazing word. Thank you so much for that, Pastor. I don't have any other announcements. I think she covered everything on today. Y'all holler at me if I'm forgetting something, but I believe that that's it. So let's just stand up. We're going to pray our way out as our pastor makes her way to the door. You guys, please make sure that you're looking for the Family Life uh, Month calendar so that you can join in on the fellowship activities. See what's going on, see what's happening, and show up just to be a part of the fellowship. You don't have anybody that's graduating? Just come out and share and be in the fellowship and make sure you come to the park. Another thing that I will add is, or if you're not in the house of Antioch, I know some people are not Facebook members, but if you can join in in the house of Antioch on the Facebook page. That's where all of the information comes through, but you also should be receiving text messages. If you are not receiving a text message from the Aliante campus, please stop out at the welcome table and give your name and number to Champagne out there. That is the way that we communicate. How else will you know what's going on in the ministry? And stop saying, nobody told me. You have to be available so that we can contact you. And so join up on the House of Antioch, and then they'll let you in. It's just not open to anybody. But if you say you want to join in, we have our admins that are watching. Or stop at the table and say, I just want to make sure you guys have my phone number so I can keep up to date on what's going on at the church because we got a lot of stuff that's coming up. So don't miss out on that. Amen. Amen. We're going to head on out and enjoy this Sunday, y'all. The weather is getting ready to turn up. Uh, in Vegas. I think we're supposed to be um, triple digits today. And so let's do that. Let's pray. Lord, help us with the heat. Oh, Lord, we pray and we say thank you on this afternoon for the word. Thank you for the opportunity to fellowship. Thank you, God, that you have a plan for us not to be alone. And so we said, thank you, oh God, open our hearts. Oh God, let us be changed anew. Let us reach out and be able to receive the fellowship, God. Let us, oh God, be able to see the just ones that you are sending us to, the people, oh God, that need you. And so we said, thank you that we are available, God, and we declare that we are not going anywhere. And so, God, we said, thank you for the blessings of this week as we send out and as we go out. And we said, thank you now. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Y'all love on somebody. High five somebody. Amen. Thank you for tuning in today. We hope this message really reached you. If you'd like to know more about our campuses, you can visit our central campus at newantioch.org. That's N-E-W-A-N-T-I-O-C-H dot org. Or for our Aliante campus, you can visit us at newantioch-aliante.org. That's N-E-W-A-N-T-I-O-C-H dash A-L-I-A-N-T-E. If you'd like to sow a seed into this ministry, you can do so by texting New Antioch to 77977 for Aliante Campus. Or for Central Campus, it's New Antioch Central at 77977.